Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast that has officially put our hat in the ring to coach the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's do it! Three, three team, three, or three person. It. Would you see that uh, J.B. Baker staff is like his third or fourth time being the interim coach of a team? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's all... He uh, could probably redeem that to be a full-time coach somewhere, right? right. Let, let, That's how let, it works. Listen, he is that guy that when the girl breaks up with her boyfriend... And just like, well, I'm just going to hook up with him for a little bit. And then he's like, oh, I've got feelings for you. And she's like, ah, you were just a rebound. Ah, <laughs> it's the, that, that's J.B. Bakerstaff for the Cleveland Cavaliers. You really hate to see it. I was listening to another podcast, and it's like, this is the seventh Cleveland Cavaliers coach in like four years, four or five years. I'm just like, this is a team that went to five, what, four straight finals? <laughs> with and they've that many fucking coaches? With two different coaches. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Needless to say, it, the Cleveland Cavaliers are an absolute mess since the last I don't, I don't think they're in as bad a shape as other teams that are in bad shape. Exactly. It could be way worse. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's what the Cavs have going for them here, okay? They have we'll – we'll touch on a lot of this stuff. you got a bunch a of old bit. veterans who are pissed off that they're there that are on massive contracts. you got one You've old got, veteran who's pissed off that he's there and is on a massive contract. I knew that is. Kevin Love. Oh, Kevin Love. Tristan Thompson's not too pleased either, but he's Uh, not on a massive contract. Also, Tristan Tristan Thompson's on a big contract. I don't know if you're... He's a free agent. Larry Nance's contract is big. Larry Nance is 23. Now you have the Drummond contract. Drummond's under 25. You've got two point guards who are in the bottom tier of point guards just in general. They're both rookies. No, they're not. Colin Sexton's like sophomore, oh, okay. second year, who can't pass. Yeah, Colin Sexton, I'm not. Garland's so been. I, I'm in. I'm garbage. in the Garland. I think actually the best thing, the best asset we have right now is Kevin Porter Jr. Plus, Dylan Weidler still hasn't played. No, the, he had the he had stress fractures, right. and then he had a setback with that. And I think the Cavs just kind of shut him down for the season, right? Why, as they should. Why would? As they should. Get that not, not going for our rookie of the year. Um, yeah, but it, it, I. Call me fucking optimistic here, but they could be doing a lot worse, man. So much worse. There's, they've got at least some young core talent that's worth something, and they've got some good veteran leadership that they can just ride out until they're ready. You're, you're I'm not saying leadership. they're going to be game veteran leadership no. who doesn't want to be there. And they won't Run. have to be. They're not going to be by next season or next uh, trade deadline. They're go- Most of these guys are going to be gone. I'm telling you right now, Kevin Love, his contract's about to hit its peak value. He's going to be gone. Good for him. Uh, Andre Drummond, if he decides to sign on, or stay with the Cavs, I think that'd be a good, like, fuck it. Why not? I, I don't know if I give him the max. Right, but and he's already said he's going to take our player, his player option next year. So well, worse, obviously, worse comes because he's not going to make $28 million right. in free agency. So, so he plays for us next year. Then we say, no, nah, we're good. We lost a second-round draft, like a 2024 second-round draft pick for it. Because... Because Courtney Mason and I, second round draft picks ain't worth shit. Worthless. Right. Ain't worth shit. And all of that, did you see the stipulation on that draft pick? We have two draft picks in that draft. And they <laughs> get the worst of the two. Yeah. They gave him away for nothing. Sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. It's because they're just, you guys it's, 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 it's because they wanted to get off the $28 million so they knew Drummond would get, opt in. I'm, I'm going to throw out that um, here's a very Cleveland sentiment that we've always, as a former Clevelandite, um, we have always sort of had the sentiment, and now it's just fun when we can apply it to sports. You ready? Uh-huh. At least we're not Detroit. Detroit is a dumpster fire of a team right now. Yeah, they in they in a bad position. They got a they buy they bought out Reggie uh, Reggie 
Jackson, right? Yep. You almost said Miller, didn't you? No, no, I thought I was going for something else. But regardless, they I bought think, him I think out. Detroit would take Reggie Miller right now, to right. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Who? That Blake Griffin contract. Jesus Christ, that's... <sighs> Clippers are smart, man. They stuck it they yeah. stuck it when it was good time. And it's just, he's just so injury-prone, I guess. Yeah. He's still a great player. It's just he alone doesn't get you... He might get you the eighth seed in the East. So here's the th- here's my question to you guys. Blake Griffin. Can we trust him? No. Can't can, 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 can. <laughs> What what do you do with that him in that position on that team who is obviously in need of a rebuild because they don't have well, they have Derrick Rose who's like 30, 31. Luke Kennard, who's their best young option right now, who's injured. Oh um, no, that's center. You, 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 that's center. Christian Wood, I think, Christian might Wood's be their good. best young prospect. Okay. Uh, also, Sekou Demboya. Although he's not, Christian Wood's not even too too young. He's so mid high twenties, I think. He's so that's why young prospect would be Luke Kennard. Do, do, do me, uh, do me a favor. Look up how many years uh, Blake Griffin has left on his contract. I think it's two after this. I say you got to ride that. I mean, listen, if you can trade Luke Kennard for like. Cash consideration. If you can trade Luke Kennard, or not Luke Kennard, sorry. Uh, guaranteed through the 2021-22 season. So if you can trade Blake Griffin for anything, do it. But you're not going to. So you ride Blake Griffin out. Okay. Right, uh, right now, and you just accumulate as much assets as you can, right? Okay. And then eventually you're going to have all that Blake Griffin money, and in the 20, uh, 22 free agency, you don't spend it on a star. You get role players. And you build that way. You can. T- uh, I. I think a team like Detroit, your next big uh, star is going to come through the draft. So just continue to keep save your draft picks. Yeah. That you're going to be. Te- they're going to be tempted. Nobody wants to go to Detroit. Right. You're. You are going to be tempted. Someone says, "Hey, we'll take Blake Griffin off your hands for a first rounder." Don't do that. It's a bad idea. It's not a winning gamble for you. Wait, didn't you just say you want to try to get draft picks? That's what I'm saying. Is if someone's gonna say we'll take Blake Griffin off your hands for your first round draft pick? Oh, like oh, I saying, thought you said in exchange for a first I, round. I, pick. I, I might have. I'm, I've been drinking. But, um, <laughs> Regardless, I see what you're, what you're saying. Build through the draft because yeah. bringing superstars to a place where there are none doesn't Hard. doesn't happen unless you're in like sunny fucking L.A. or or Golden State or something like that. Like it just doesn't doesn't make sense. And that's the player empowerment era. Yeah, that, yeah that, it works for them. It kind of sucks for us mid-market teams in some tough spots. Like uh, nothing yeah. wrong with Cleveland <laughs> for Midwest, but Cleveland is a vacation destination. The Kardashians used to go there. Granted, <laughs> it's because one of them was dating a Cavalier, but still, yeah, it's still something. And that's why the Cavs are shit. <laughs> Daniel Tristan. Oh, there's been so much that's happened since we uh, we spoke last. Um, we'll get to trades. We'll get to that. But I guess what what do we want to do first? I'm feeling like talking about some streaks. Uh, the Raptors. Wow, 15 game. They had a 15 game winning streak. Brought brought down by the Brooklyn Nets. Funny enough. Um, the minus Kyrie Brooklyn Nets, because, right? Because he is now out for the season. Yeah, that's tough. Tough pill for yeah, but you know, I, I, again, we knew that they, it was a, it's a throwaway season for them. It doesn't matter. It was a throwaway season from the get go. I was honestly surprised that Kyrie Irving was even playing as much as he was, considering 
it was a throwaway season. They're, they're waiting until Kevin Durant comes back, which I've been watching some videos. He's looking pretty good. He's shooting pretty well. good. Which, what, what's hilarious is I think they could have brought him back for, you know, like near in, near the end of the season, just like I think they can for Clay. Or, well, uh, why would you? It just doesn't make sense. There's no reason. Right. Like, so anyway, the Raptors, 15-game winning streak through injury and all. Pascal missed some games. Marcus uh, Gasol, Ibaka, Van Vliet. Literally, like, their entire starting lineup all missed games, and they're playing with, like, undrafted, late second-round pick Chris Boucher's of the world and still getting it done. Uh, granted, Jefferson. granted, their schedule was relatively easy. The hardest teams they played were the Pacers and the, and the Nets during that span. They didn't really play any top talent, but 15 games is 15 games, and it made you think, you know, the Bucks go on a little bit of a slide here. Raptors have an easy schedule the rest of the way of the season. You know, Raptors could be one seed. I, no. You don't think? Let's not get crazy here. Also, I mean, Giannis saying, is still playing on – I'm not – they're not – it's not a minute restriction, but he's definitely not playing full right. He played full more minutes. minutes in the All-Star game than he is, I'm pretty sure, in a game all season. Right? Yeah. He played like 37 minutes in the All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, because he played the entire fourth. Well, because <laughs> there was no – I don't I actually know how long that fourth quarter ended up going, but, yeah. I've got an even more impressive streak. You guys ready? Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, 17-game losing streak. Ooh, no. <laughs> you know what would be hilarious when he – as he's, he's still out, if they win. Right. They, they've won with him out. Oh, okay. They, so they, he's just on that, that the, streak. The team is not on a 17-game winning streak. Carl Anthony streak? Towns is on a 17-game losing streak. Losing streak, yes. Yeah, he's he has he's not, the problem, guys. He has not won since November. Oh, my God. I mean – Oh, that's tough. He also has a adoption of the team around him. So. Yeah, but they're able to win without him. They've got D'Angelo Russell. Not a lot. Yeah. At and least they one. Still have, they're, they're one and nine in their last ten. So, honestly, though, I'm trying to get back to the Raptors here. Uh, got to give some credit to Mr. Mr. Nurse, Mr. Coach Nick Nurse, for, for being able to coach him through that. I think that puts him in contention, high contention for Coach of the Year, would you say? Yeah, but I don't think, he has, I don't think it's a runaway. I think there's some other people that could win it. You could always throw a Budenholzer. Um, uh, you would I, probably throw I like in Pat Riley. Pat Riley, yeah, yeah. He, he's brought together some serious players. Um, right. Have a great comp, uh, record in the East. Um, uh, Frank Vogel's always it's, it's going to be talked about because, like, you know, the Lakers are doing Lakers things. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, if, if you're if you're on one of the top teams, you're going to get consideration. Unless you've taken, like, a garbage team and scraped them to the playoffs. Like the Thunder, baby? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Maybe. You could see the Thunder. So, you could say the, the Grizzlies as well. I could see keep him getting votes. So there's this pretty sweet chart out there um, by Kurt Goldsberry for uh, Vegas Surprises, which are, is a deviation from the preseason over-under to what it is actually now. So where people thought that they were going to be at this point in the season, they're over-under on wins. So and the Thunder and the Warriors the two biggest? Yeah, the, the, the Warriors are bottom left. Yeah. Very bad. Very, very bad. <laughs> Negative 30. Yeah. And uh, OKC Thunder, top right, plus 18. 18 more wins than people thought that they would have. Fucking call Or is there anyone in the bottom left who is more than 18? More than... Uh, I mean, there's see. the Warriors and then... So it goes Warriors, Spurs, what, what, Hawks, what, what, Minnesota Timberwolves. What's the Spurs? Uh, it doesn't have like a tr- uh, person oh, by okay. person. Um, T-Wolves, 
then Pistons, then Blazers, Magic, Kings, Pels, Nets, Bulls, 76ers, Cleveland, Knicks, Rockets. Cleveland, then we're at the midway point. We're doing just as bad as we hoped. Then we're at the midway. That's the midway point right there. Jazz, Pacers, Clippers, Hornets. Hornets! They're doing better than people thought they would? I guess just a little bit. Nuggets, Suns, oh, Wizards. Oh, my God. Uh, Mavericks, Celtics, Heat, Bucks, Lakers, Raptors, Grizzlies, Thunder. They're, it's been an interesting season. Let's, let's, can we agree? At, our, at the beginning of the season, we thought it was going to be just kind of the same as last season. I really don't know why we thought that. There were so many I trades. I don't think we thought that. Looking at what we uh, proposed. Pretty much our Western Conference, we most of us didn't really have. We didn't change up too much. Anything different. Like we all still had. Well, we added the Lakers in, obviously, but you know, other than that, we saw the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Rockets, and the Blazers, the Blazers, and the Spurs all in the playoffs. So yeah, I I don't think, and same thing with the East. I don't think, and well, the East is pretty much what we thought it would be. Right now, it's the exact same eight teams as last year, which is. I mean, the Magic are in. Right now, Magic are in the playoffs. Right now, right now, right now. but they're three and seven in their last ten, and the uh, <laughs> Wizards are six and four. And they're still three games up. It's twenty-five, eight-ish, twenty-five to twenty-eight games left yep. this season. Plenty yep. of time for the Magic to lose another. What do you nine think I should 10. spend my dollar sixty-nine on? Probably. How about trying to win some of the fifty bucks you've lost on these podcasts? Probably <laughs> <laughs> about six gumballs. Probably about six gumballs. Yeah. What am I going to do with the remaining nineteen bucks? Uh, nine cents, nineteen cents. Um, Shove it up your ass. Try to look for six pennies on the ground. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um. So we've talked about some hot teams, Raptors. We talked about the Heat earlier. So here's a cool thing about the Heat: they do something really, really well, and it's called a dribble handoff. So basically, you're driving down, dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. Can I just uh, point out they're not the only people who do that? No, but they're the best at it. Yes, that's true. So. If I can continue, go nuts. Dribbling down the court, taking their person kind of away from the basket and setting up somebody behind the three-point arc, throw them the ball, kind of seal off the guy, that guy has an open shot. They're the first in frequency, number of times to do it, and they're the first in efficiency of about 1.06 points per attempt. So that's one of the, you know, nice little... Success. It, it, it really helps when you have Duncan Robinson on your team. Duncan Robinson is a dribble handoff machine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing about streaks is so the the Celtics uh, been virtually going win for win with the Raptors, but they like lost a game here and lost a game there, so it's not really a streak. But imagine just being the Celtics and being eight and two in your last ten, and damn it, you haven't made any ground on the Bucks or the Raptors because both of them have gone nine and one. Last ten, like Boston Celtics. <laughs> You've actually been, lost. The Celtics have been great. They just have not made up any ground because the two teams ahead of them keep winning as well. They've all put a gap on the Heat now. The Heat have gone four and six in the last ten. So the Celtics have opened up a three game lead on the Heat, which Celtics, which is leading Celtics to the surprisingly yeah, which is leading to what I think is going to be the best. It might be the best series with each other the finals. In the playoffs, and that's Miami Philly in the first round. That with Butler back in Philly, oh, and oh, that would be so fun. That'd be so fun. But if not, that I think that sets up for Milwaukee to win the East because I think I think 76ers I, beat the Heat. 
I mean, they beat you them in so? six or seven. Uh, here's the thing. I think I think they're only they're two games apart now. I think home court advantage really matters because the Sixers are garbage on the road. So are the Heat, though. Absolute yeah. garbage. But the Heat aren't as bad as the Sixers. The Heat are almost 500. The Sixers are 10 games under 500 mm. on the road. That's tough. It's... But I, I think whoever's got home court advantage is going to win that series. I, I, I personally... And also, who do the Sixers go to at the end of the game? Heat are going to Butler. Sixers, yeah. if it's close, who, uh, who the fuck's taking the shot? Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust anyone on that team. Court Maz goes, like, three straight games of 30 points and a zero the next game. And Richardson has, like, shit, 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 boom, 40, almost 40-point game. Uh, so I, I think that the Sixers need to work to try to not play the Heat. They, if they can, uh, the Sixers are a team built to beat Milwaukee, <laughs> and frankly, Milwaukee, uh, Philadelphia is the series I want to see. And don't get me wrong, Philly, uh, uh, Philly versus Miami is going to be a great series, but I really, really want to see the Sixers play the Bucks. Sixers play the Bucks will be very fun to watch. Getting that to happen, though, I, I think it's going to be tough. I think the Sixers have a lot of shit to go through, whereas the Bucks are, as it stands now, Bucks are going to thrash the Magic, and then let's see here. They play the winner of what is Pacers Boston. Yeah, Pacers Boston. So probably Boston, and then finally, I think the only way that we're going to see that happen is if in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Could easily yeah. happen. Could easily happen, but I just think that you know, the 76ers are going to be tired of shit once they get these conference finals, mm-hmm. having to go through all the people they'd have to. But yeah. that's just my thoughts. Uh, West West is looking pretty eh, pretty on lot. No, sorry, the end of the, the bottom half of the, uh, the uh, Memphis playoffs. four game lead on the Trailblazers. We're coming. We're coming down to right where the Trailblazers make their you know. 18 and 2 runs. Yeah. Inter, um, but. Well, hey, Dame's out. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, he's for an unlikely. It's multi game. That's what they've said. A lot of basketball left to play. Yes. There's like 30 games left. All right, but here's the question. Look at the standings right now. Who is in a spot that you do not think they will be in at the end of the season? Because I think we're. Uh, uh, I would say. I mean, the OKC maybe? and Mavericks could flip, be a flip, but that's about it. Oh, oh, they're Orlando Magic. They're not making the playoffs. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. We're, we're too far into this for that not to happen. Uh, Jazz could climb up to that four seed, which would make the Clippers play the Rockets in the first round, and that would Jazz be really in, interesting. Jazz are in the four seed. I'm saying the J- Jazz could like jump the Clippers, and the Clippers could fall oh, to the four seed and okay, play the Rockets in the first round, and that would that could be interesting. I think I, know, I want a Jazz Rockets series because the Jazz and the Rockets hate each other. Well, no, no, it's not Jazz Rockets. It's Jazz Russell Westbrook. <laughs> like, do you think Westbrook wants to have to go play in Utah again? Like, there's already been so many issues when Westbrook, Westbrook plays in well, Utah. They beat the Jazz. A couple, uh, let's see here, before the All-Star break. And they did it with small ball, too. It was kind of cool. True, but the Jazz have the last playoff series over Westbrook, though. So do the the Trailblazers. So, yeah, aside from the uh, Mavs jumping the thunder, I think we pretty much have locked playoff standings, right? Um, Again, I think uh, Clippers and Jazz only half game apart, so there's going to be some change there. I think there's going to be a lot of jostling, um, at least between Lakers, Denver, I think there's a four-game four gap there. 
Yeah, I mean... And Denver isn't a team to go and, like, make a run because they're just kind of, like, steady as you go. And so are the Lakers. The Lakers aren't going to go on a... Barring injury on any of these teams, I just don't... A four-game gap, I think, is too much for that. I think the Lakers are kind of set in the one seed. And then, I mean, Denver and Clippers and the Jazz are all within a game and a half of each other. So I think they're grouping. And then the Rockets are kind of on their own. Then you have... Thunder and Mavs, and then you've got, like, the Grizzlies. I, I can see the Sixers overtaking the Pacers, maybe. Well, the Pacers are already below the Sixers. Okay. So they've already got it. There you go. <laughs> Sam, big predictions that already happened. All right. You want to go into some trade talk since we... Uh, trade talk! We haven't, we haven't done, uh, done a podcast since the we trade deadline. We're going to do the two-minute timer on So, yeah, we're going to do... I'll, I'll give four minutes for the first one because that's the big right. four-team trade. We might get a little more to explain it. But then we're going to put two minutes on the clock for these trades to try to limit this podcast to not being three and a half hours long and just be like, you know, three hours and 25 minutes long. Right. You know. Just simple things. All right. So I'm not going to go into the trades that we already kind of discussed, which were like the Jeff T, the Jordan Clarkson, um, those trades. We kind of know about those ones. So we're going to start with the big one, the biggest uh, biggest trade in what, like 12 years or something like that? Had four teams. All right. First trade, Rockets. So highlights of the trade, you know, the Rockets – Traded Klingelpel to the Hawks, who then gave Evan Turner and a first-round pick to the Timberwolves, who gave Covington and Jordan Bell to the Rockets. Bell was eventually waived and signed by the Grizzlies. Timberwolves also traded Noah Vonley, Kedavitz, Diop, and Shabazz Napier to the Nuggets, who also got Gerald Green from the Nuggets. Nuggets ended up sending Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and uh, Juan Herman Gomez to the Timberwolves. And then at the very end of this, like the Hawks just waved Chandler Parsons. Pretty sure Because he wasn't having a bad month already. And yeah. Gerald Green was waived as well because he's been injured all season. Anyway, so the big pieces of this trade are really Clint Capella to the Hawks, Covington to the Rockets. To the Rockets. And I would say kind of the Nug- Beasley for and go and Herman Gomez for the Timberwolves was big. Yeah. And then I think um, Shabazz Napier to the Nuggets also. So the one piece I'm talking as well. about is I actually think uh, Noah Vonley is a fantastic young prospect. Um, I think he's going to fit in well at the um, at the Nuggets. I don't think he'll be a playoff player, but I think he's going to give. Uh, an aging Paul Millsaps rest in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, and then obviously they have Michael Porter Jr. He's been injured, and he is their future, and he's right. been playing well when he's in there, which also helps. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think I agree. I think they're saving Paul Millsap because when they do make the playoff runs, Paul Millsap's going to be playing for right. the majority of the time. Um, so how do you guys think this Clint Capella fit with the Hawks with having um, John Collins there? I mean, obviously John Collins can shoot the three, but I think this season he really focuses on to get better to be more of a four and more of a four spacer because Capella is clearly a rim-running center, which John Collins is as well. Right. But if Collins can shoot, then, I mean, I guess having two options for Trey Young to lob up to as well as a kickout. I would say look at it like – they lost Alex. However, Alex Lynn and John Collins performed on the court together. Take Alex Lynn out, put Clint Capella in there, and it's going to be very similar but more dominant on Clint True. Capella's side because I think he's better than Alex Lynn. Yeah, and to touch Alex on, it's not really a rimmer either, though. No. And to touch on that a little bit, just because it's kind of part of the next trade, Alex Lynn and Jabari Parker, kind of like the day after this trade happened, were then sent to the Kings, and they got Dwayne Dedman back. So Dedman will be obviously an off-the-bench center, or actually probably right now starting because 
Capella's still hurt. Still hurt. But once Capella's back, so that trade kind of feeds in because it was like the next day, and I think it was just a way to clear some cap space. For and the Hawks. Let, let's be real, Hawks are just buying their time until next season because right. they know they're not yeah. nowhere close to making a run. So I think I think if I'm the Hawks. Having both Clint Capella and John Collins, I mean, give John Collins the end of the season to prove that he's a three-point shooter, but he's not a great three-point shooter. Trade John Collins for a wing player because wings were you got you got a great young point guard. Don't got, trade, don't trade John Collins away. Do not do that. No, I like Collins because you you've number one, you've put time and effort into him, trained him. He is a he's, defensive liability. John Collins is a defensive liability. Yes. He okay. can be a good shot blocker. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't trade him away just because he might be subpar on off on defense because he's so good on offense. I would say, it's, and it's not like Capella's miles ahead of him on defense anyway. Yeah, like they're they're okay. They're they're fine. He's tall. They get rebounds. They get blocks. They get whatever. But they've now started to build up their front five. I agree. You can't just think about the front five. You got to think about a rotation. But well, this guy Vince Carter. That'll last forever. Oh, totally. He's, he's always going to be there. Obviously. Old reliable. But anyway, I think that it's a good move by the Hawks to pick up Clint Capella. I would not get rid of John Collins. So, they got Trey Young as a solid score. You need some. You need some height. So uh, on on that, uh, the last thing I'm going to say is Trey Young is the biggest defensive liability in the league, but his offense makes up for it. So you can't have a second defensive liability if you're starting five. I think John Collins is a defensive liability. But the important thing to talk about in this trade is the fact that the Robert Covington at 6'7 is the tallest person on the Rockets right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Well, not anymore, well, not anymore since yeah, they Gerald picked Green. up Gerald Green. Yeah, since they picked up Jeff Green and uh, Damari Carroll. Right, but I both those guys are just going to basically be defenders for Anthony Davis in the playoffs. Yeah. Or Nikolai Jokic um, in the playoffs. Or I like the Nuggets. The I like the Nuggets getting Malik Beasley out of this. I think he can be a... Or the, I mean, the Timberwolves getting Malik Beasley out of this. I think he gives... Them because they they had no ball handling and all of a sudden now they've got D'Angelo Russell on their on their starters and Malik Beasley on their that's second. No, that's the straight. Malik Beasley is part of the straight. Yeah, but D'Angelo Russell. Oh well, I'm just saying. But now you've got you know you've got ball handling which they didn't have. And now they just got to get Carl Anthony Towns to get his head out of his ass. Yeah, he's up definitely. That's probably yeah. He's, he's so indefinitely in his ass, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all Ooh. right. Next trade, Sixers. Three second-round picks the Warriors for Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson. Love it. Absolutely love it. Add shooting depth to the uh, Pistons. <laughs> the much-needed shooting the, depth. Uh, and remember, you gave away three worthless second-round picks. How many second-round picks are the Warriors going to get, man? Oh, my God. They're going to find a way to turn every second-round pick all together into... Like, they're going to merge them into one first round, first right. overall. Which they might even already have. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, I li- I'm with Sam. I like that. It, g- it gives the Sixers more options for shooting, which at times can just really be needed, especially when Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson aren't shooting well, because Embiid's not an outstanding three-point shooter, also doesn't shoot a lot, and Ben Simmons... Can't hit the broadside of a barn with a basketball outside the three-point line. Much less refuses to do it. So, so yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a, I think I think it was a good move for, the for for both teams. I guess because the Warriors. I mean, you just get off those contracts every. You're looking forward to next year anyway, so it's not like it matters to you. 
Yeah. And again, who knows what they're going to be able to somehow turn right. those second round picks into. They seemingly can do anything they want to, like get five All-Stars on the roster at one time. So, I don't know. We were all upset about the D'Angelo Russell trade, but ultimately I think it was a move that hurt the Warriors. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Next trade, this one's a little bigger one. Um, we have the Heat trade Justice Winslow, Dion Waiters, who was waived. And James Johnson to the Grizzlies for Andre Iguodala, Solomon Hill, and Jay Crowder. Love that. Called it. Love that. Man. Dion Waiters, um, you're an idiot. I, you know, I. Does anyone pick him up? I think so. I just don't remember who. Um, uh, I kind of I like this trade for both teams. Andre Dahl, Andre Iguodala and Jay Crowder are both like the Jimmy Butler and right. kind of Heat style of player, yeah. which I think just was those could as well. Yeah. Amazing, by yeah, the I think I think they they I don't. I honestly think he won this because they got Jay Crowder. I don't think the Grizzlies necessarily would have had to give up Jay Crowder. Maybe it was for money-wise. So, but so Jay like, Crowder is very inconsistent. Let's start off. He's right. not the second coming of Jesus. True, so. but he's coming no, off the bench. He, he was starting in And, 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 and also, he is someone who you could just put on a wing as a lockdown defender. Yeah, yeah. He's, not, he, he's he, on this team to try to help guard Giannis. He does take some crazy heat check threes sometimes. And oh. That drives me crazy. But basically, you can just Especially like, after he's made, like, one in the last ten games. Right. And then it's, it's all heat check. Right. But uh, any team that has, like, a strong three, four, or five, you, you get 20 good minutes of them guarded out of Jay Crowder. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a solid defender. Right. And if um, nothing else, that's a good pickup. Touch on this. James Johnson was flipped for Gorgie Jane to the Timberwolves. That's doesn't really seem also, like... Also, I don't get that trade at all for the Timberwolves. Gorgie Jane's actually yeah. going to play good minutes for the Heat. I'm not. I'm not sure why it happened. That's just that. Just because James Johnson's in in this trade, I do like Justice Winslow being traded to the to Memphis. I know he's had some injury issues, but it fits their timeline better. He's a younger yep. player, and he can kind of play that three with Brandon Clark at the floor, Jaron Jackson Jr. at the uh, five, and then obviously John Moran at the one. So I think that's a good trade all around for both teams. And Memphis don't now, be scared next would year. I have signed Andre Iguodala to a year thirty million? Dad! I don't. I don't know because well, obviously we haven't seen you get all play in a while. Also, so is never going to play workhorse regular season minutes, right? Miami's sure. a good fit for him because he, he's a playoff guy. All right, right. That's, yes. that's what he wants for the Warriors, and that's what he'll be against Miami. Sure. He's a good, just solid player all around for the Warriors. Playoff was where he hit his stride, but but you you if you look at his minutes in regular season versus minutes in the playoffs, he played way more playoff. Yeah, because he didn't have to play because he's old. Right, and that's that's what they want. That's what they want to do for uh, Miami too. Yeah. All right. Two minutes up. Next trade: Clippers trade Derek Walton Jr. to the Hawks for cash. That's kind of eh. So we'll skip over that. <laughs> can we just not do two minutes on that? Okay, we can do. That was it. All right. Here we go. Warriors trade D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Elvins, and Mark Spellman to the Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins in a 2021 first round pick, 2022 second round pick. So. So, so here's what I want to talk about this. I understand not wanting Kevin Durant to walk for nothing. I totally get that impulse. But if you look up, they Kevin Durant went and they took back D'Angelo Russell. There was Kevin Durant and a first for D'Angelo Russell, right? Okay. But then to make D'Angelo Russell work, you had to give up a first and um, Andre Iguodala to Memphis. And so now you're down two firsts. And so now you're getting Andrew Wiggins in one first and a second. So you basically turn, instead of just letting him walk, you lost Iguodala, and you lost net one first for Andrew Wiggins in a second. 
You know, but maybe Andrew Wiggins works better with the Warriors because he doesn't have to be the guy. He, I think that's they, the biggest thing. The, the plays are going to be made for him versus, like... I don't think he's bad, but I'd rather have Iguodala on the Warriors. The worst thing that ever happened to Andrew Wiggins was he got paid, at least from a, a global perspective. He got overpaid by Minnesota, and ever since then, everyone's expected him to be like the Maple Jordan that people thought he could be. Right. It's he's not that person. That's not him. He can maybe be a twenty-five point per game guy a couple of years, but he's got to be in the right he's setting. Been in a couple of years for how many years now? <laughs> he's only twenty-four. He's still pretty young. Um, I I like. like I, I I think it'll work, and with the Warriors, I think the Warriors just saw that you know they got you know Russell might not fit well with Wigan with. Thompson and Curry, and they thought that Wiggins did, and obviously, I think DeAndre Russell is going to fit well in Minnesota. I mean, Carl Towns are good friends. Now, Carl Towns, again, has to get on the court. But again, have it, it gives them ball handling, which they didn't have this season. They're playing a rookie shooting guard as their point guard for the better half of this season. Yeah. So, and, you know, he's not, you know, I don't think he's probably not a top 10 point guard in the league, but... He's darn close, and he's better than anything they've had since. I, I Ricky Rubio. <laughs> yeah, I'm more, I don't know. Um, that's that trade. Houston traded Jordan Bell to the Hawks for Bruno Cabacolo. That that's that's a trade that I have. I didn't understand. I thought that Houston was going to keep Jordan Bell because it's a it's rim running a center. Guy. Yeah, and you needed something. You need so. the guard. No, they don't. Apparently not. Right. Cheryl Blazers trading Scalabissier and Cash to the Hawks, so that's nothing. All right, so Pistons trade – here's the next one. Pistons trade Andre Drummond to the Cavs for Brandon Knight, was- Josh Henson, and a 2023 second-round pick. Again, the Pistons just said, you have a bag of chips and we'll give you Andre Drummond. That, that one shocked me, but I love it. They traded away for 200 bucks and a pack of smokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They, they just did not want to – because Andre Drummond – They don't want to have to pay him. Yeah, because yeah, right. he's going to opt in, and there's no way he's getting $28 million on the market. When, when, when I saw – when I saw he was going to opt out in Detroit. He already said he's going to opt out in Detroit. He's already said he's going to opt in in uh, Cleveland, which I'm fine with Cleveland paying him $28 million next year because it's not like Cleveland's going to pay anyone else, right? And so we, we get one year to say, like, hey – does he work on our team? And then worse comes worse. We still got to figure out what kind of team we're trying to be. Right. That's, we, we, that's we, a big thing. We get a whole year to figure it out. And worse comes worse, we let him walk and we lose a second round pick. There's going to be a lot of changes. Oh, to, but don't forget about Cavs, Brandon Knight so. and John Henson. Oh, my God. Brandon Knight and John Henson. What are we going to do about the expiring contracts of Brandon Knight and John Henson? I don't know, but now we have an Andre Drummond expiring contract. Yeah, he's not expiring. He's already resigned. It. He's already signed this. Well, you know, to his one-year yeah. contract, that's True. probably going to be expiring. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we'll resign him to a deal that won't be twenty-eight million. God hope. Because I, honestly, I'd rather I, from from a potential Andre Drummond buyer, I'd rather buy him in twenty twenty-one than twenty twenty. Because there's so many other free agents that his value is going to be diluted. Yeah. I just I think, think he's just a, diluted as a player yeah. in general. Like, you, you, can, you, can, you can find a center, Fonde Drummond, who is three-fourths the player that Andre Drummond is at one-fourth the cost. Right. At one-fourth the current cost. We're, yeah. We're getting him cheaper than it currently is. Yeah. Um, we already kind of touched on the Timberwolves, Gorgie Jang. Uh, Wizards trade Jordan McRae to the Nuggets for Shabazz Napier. I think this was a buy-high deal by the Nuggets because McRae had been playing really well. And I think they're like, hey, he's playing well. We're going to take him. Because they they are saturated with ball handlers and two guards and, and guards in 
uh, the Nuggets, so it's not like they necessarily needed Shabazz Napier, and now that kind of gives the Wizards, who needed some ball handling, something there, because Jordan McRae's a wing, more a wing player. Also, oh, Isaiah Thomas can't guard anything. And he's, and, and he's no longer, no longer on the team. That's why he's out. So they replaced him with Shabazz Napier. Yeah. Um, Sixers traded James Ennis to the Magic for second-round pick. I think that was just to make the space work because they acquired two more players, yeah. Dallas Burks and uh, Glenn Robinson III. I like Dennis. I thought he put the team um, I'm surprised that's who they moved. Next one. This was kind of like the bigger one of the bigger ones, I could say, is Knicks trade Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas to the Clippers. Clippers traded Mo Harkless in the 2020 pick to the Knicks, and the Clippers then traded Jerome Robinson to the Wizards. To open up that roster spot, the Clippers then waived Isaiah Thomas. So pretty much the big thing is the Knicks got Marcus Morris. Um, no, the Knicks uh, traded. Marcus or the, I mean, the Clippers got Marcus Morris and their player at the four. A little upgrade on Harkless. Uh, um, but another another guy who needs the ball in on, on that team. Most yeah. I mean, he came, he came off the bench in uh, Boston, didn't he? Right. So um, he's a great six man. He is. Well, he's an eighth man there. What this thing is it? Is it a problem if like the Clippers' second line is literally a bunch of people who would be solid sixth men on every other team? Yeah, that's a lot of mouths to feed. But if you can get that to work, right. that's hey, that's yeah. like having that's how having a stacked team on your your starting five. Figuring out how to make them work. Now you just have, I guess, double the work. Sorry, Doc Rivers, you got to make your paycheck. Yeah. Figure out how to play the second squad to its peak efficiency. Well, also, winning solves everything, right? So as long as they keep winning, I think everyone's going to be happy. I wouldn't say it solves everything. I think the Rockets had a similar mentality at the beginning of the season. Like, hey, at least we're winning. Things are going to be fine. They need to have some of that turmoil before they can start to actually figure shit out. Maybe. So some buyout things that also happened shortly after. Marvin Williams was bought out by the Hornets and signed with the Bucks. Uh, Michael K. Gilchrist was bought out by the Wizards. Everywhere he was, or the Knicks, maybe? Michael Kidd Kilgore, he was the Hornets. Oh, he was also the Hornets, yeah, that's right. And then signed with the Mavericks, Jeff Green and Damari Carroll, now with the Rockets. Yep. Um, I like those two. Uh, Reggie those Jackson. Two Reggie Jackson is the most recent one that was yesterday, and he's going to the Clippers, who just seemingly keep adding bad people, solid players. Uh, let's not let's, let's not suck Reggie Jackson's stick too hard here. No, I just think think about how he was much better as a backup role in Oklahoma City than he ever was as a starter with Reggie Detroit. Jackson. Reggie Jackson wasn't. Reggie. Yeah, he was an OKC. Yeah, he was an OKC. He was a, he was the backup point guard when it was Westbrook, Durant, Harden, Ibaka, and Perkins. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah, and he Why was solid there because that's on, so ten years ago. Oh my God! No, more like eight. Sorry, but. But no, he can be a solid player. I, defensively, he's not the play. Obviously, not the play that Patrick Beverly is. But offensively, he's better. But the question is, how is he going to work with Lou Williams? Because Lou Williams kind of runs the show on that second line when Kawhi and PG aren't. In. Let him shoot. Reggie Jackson doesn't give a shit. He'll throw it to Lou Will. Lou Will put it in a bucket. So that's an assist. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's an upgrade, and it's one that not gonna lie. I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather have Reggie Jackson over Rondo. If I were like the Lakers nope. in the position, I'd rather have Jackson over Rondo because Rondo's like not great on defense. He can pass the ball. He's not a great scorer anymore. I mean, still haven't had the chance to experience playoff Rondo yet. I will we'll make one. Fr- fr- frankly, I wouldn't want either one, but we'll see. I, guess, I, t- I, t- I honestly I take Reggie Al- Jackson over over Rondo. Alex Caruso is your backup point guard. No said. Right. He's your backup PG. 
Just accept it. Uh, Bald Eagles star, 20, 20 all-star stuff. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso, baby. More MVP votes. Or, sorry. The more Caruso. all-star votes than Russell Westbrook. Devin it's, Booker. It's because he's better. Well, the Devin Booker thing's a rough. No, it's Russell amazing. Westbrook, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I get the Devin Booker. He just, he's got an asterisk. On his all-star. Yes, he does. On his boat. He does. So, it's bullshit. So, so does D'Angelo Russell's only all-star game. Right. So. Yeah. I, I think Devin Booker's a better player than D'Lo, though. But D'Lo got to play in the East. <laughs> I'm telling you, Devin Booker's going to trade to the East, and then every all-star is going to go to the East. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's the NBA against Devin Booker. That's how he likes it. Keep that chip. Stay sharp. All right, that's, that's a trade of, talk. That's, that's, a, that's, a that's lot. That all happened at the trade deadline. So oh, now, so, na- so now right. we're just kind of well, looking at possible other buyout candidates. I heard Tristan Thompson can I do again a, is one of the ones that uh, again with the Rockets that would have worked. But wait, but can I do a segment about the trade uh, deadline? So trade deadline, probably like top five days to watch like sports news on the TV, right? Like. Having a trade deadline on SportsCenter, it's just great. New news coming in all the time, right? It's just woosh bum, woosh bum, woosh bum. But I work in Preble County, Ohio. Yeah, you do. Eating, baby. And normally, when I go into the break room, there's an ESPN TV, a Fox News TV. And CNN. And one that's like Pawn Stars or whatever else they want to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, this day, I walked in, and the three TVs were Fox News, Pawn Stars, and Fox News again. Well, we can't have that. And so I went, and I tried to change the TV away from Fox News, and someone's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm putting on ESPN, because you can't have two TVs. And he's like, too bad. And he wouldn't give me the remote. So I didn't get to watch ESPN during lunch the day of the NBA trade deadline. What a dick. Right. If you're, if you, if you're, if you're going to put up, you know, biased news on on politics, you can at least put up news. one of each. You can call, you, you can just call it sure. news. It's at least at least put on one of each. At least put on Fox News and CNN or whatever the one that the Democrats Democrats this is, all this is, this is Eaton, know. Ohio. They don't. Like, no I'm Democrats pretty sure they don't even there. get that channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So summary: it's a hard life for Sam. It's tough. Yeah. Thank you for recognizing. All right, so that was, and we'll keep looking because the buyouts can still happen. We'll, we'll see what happened. Uh, just kind of a brief uh, look. A lot of injuries kind of happened recently. Um, Kyrie is now out for the season. Crowley Towns is out indefinitely. Um, Lillard is out for multiple, multiple games. A couple Bag- weeks. Bagley's out for three more weeks, they're saying. <laughs> So, That's amazing. So yeah, uh, I guess the next big thing is uh, John Beeline is out as the Cleveland Cavaliers head coach. He signed a five-year deal in the offseason and didn't make it to the All-Star break. And I think they called a lot it. of that came from inside. Obviously, you know, he would do well with young players. I think he was trying to coach a little too much like college basketball. That yeah. didn't sit well with the veteran players, a.k.a. just not the first three-year players in the first three seasons. Didn't sit well with them. It's a longer season. He is older. He's still keeping, they haven't said what it is, but he's keeping a position within the Cavaliers organization. So I don't know if that's like a player development role with specifically with so. the young players. Yes. Because clearly he isn't the coach for players who have established. Who've got an ego. They've got an ego. And that, yeah, I think that's the really the biggest. established themselves in the league already. Like you don't I'm need not- to learn basic I'm not saying that's a bad thing. To, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have an ego. If you're going to be in this league, you got to have some, and be like a really good player. You got to have some kind of an ego. You got to have that swagger, that walk, whatever. 
But when it comes to being a coach and a player, there needs to be a obvious, I'm saying this, you're understanding it and doing your best to do it. And I think Beeline may not have had that pull with some of the players, especially after he kind of alienated some of them. Whether yeah. you meant to or not, besides yeah. the fact he, he, he did it. He meant to say slugs. And, and to come in and be like a tough coach and like that, we had Winning fixes everything. Yeah, but that's the issue. They weren't winning. Cavs are winning. They were so no matter winning. how Beeline was as a coach, he was tough on the players and the players didn't like him. If you're winning and they, let's say they've got 35 wins right now and are like sitting nice in the fourth seed in the East, then I don't think this is an issue. As obviously, you know, you don't fire a winning. Well, I guess I can't say you don't fire a winning coach because what has Cleveland done? They fired Blatt and Tyloo after they won an NBA Finals, went to the NBA Finals. So. Bold strategy, honestly. Yeah. So my thing on Beeline as to sorry, I got the hiccups. Um, my thing on Beeline as to why it didn't work is he came from a college program where he can be authoritative, and I know more than you against a bunch of nineteen and twenty year olds. And I think we brought him in saying, "Look at all these nineteen and twenty year olds we have." Because we've got five great. of them. But we also have a bunch of vets, and I think if each one of those things was like, "Hey, I'm a." I'm in my 30s and an NBA champion and also a revolutionary big man who really redefined the position of a stretch four, not naming any player in particular. Just saying that, like, if we had a player like that on the cast, he'd say, hey. Well, yeah, John Henson. You can't treat me like I'm a 19-year-old kid. Yeah, I, I'm not your freshman out of <laughs> and, and high school. And then once you lose that player, especially when that player may or may leader not be of the a team. team leader, it just you lose everyone. Mm-hmm. Which that was definitely, I think, a big mistake. Yeah. Um, call it a no slip. Call it a mental slip. Yeah. Um, he meant to say slugs. I <laughs> I, I'm gonna put a, pull a wor- worth mentioning off of that one because I think it's hilarious and it's in re- in relation to that. Um, so after that happened with John Beeline, they uh, the players would continue to play songs that included the word thug. Whenever Beeline was like within earshot, songs such as "Bone Thugs and Harmonies," "Thuggish Ruggish Bone," "Tupac's Thugs Mansion" were among some of the songs. Song. Um, and another playing uh, "Trick Daddy's I'm a Thug" was also being played. So they they kind of leaned into it. <laughs> But it just I'm, – I'm glad to hear that he's still going to be involved uh, you know, with the organization. If, if, he, if he stays on if he stay on as a player development and actually uh, and only deal with the young players, I think that might work. Be perfect. And perfect. I, I, th- I think it sounds like he's taking like three years of the deal or something like that and giving back two or something. I don't, I don't, I don't 100% know. The details haven't been hammered out. These are just rumors. Yeah. Up to I'd this point. be very – because we signed so, him for five years. Sure. It's a lot. Why? Yeah. That's a that's a lot for a coach in his seventies. Yeah. So he's in his sixties. He'll be in his seventies by now. He's still old. Um, he was like sixty-eight. So we had another fifty point game. Happened the night we did the last podcast. <laughs> so our prediction of Trey Young, LeBron James, and Brandon Ingram flew out the door two hours later. Yep. So Sam. You had LeBron James. You cannot pick Lillard, Harden, D'Lo, Giannis, AD, Kyrie, Booker, Eric Gordon, or Chris Middleton. Kyrie also had a 50-point game that night, too, but he's already had one. Who are you going with? I am going to take pass. Come back to me. Pass. Come, Come back, back to you. All right. Um, 
Has anyone said Bradley Beal yet? Beal. Someone has said it before, but I don't know if you're allowed to repeat. Uh, said him didn't happen, right. so you can you can. Okay, yeah, I, I think it's as long as we don't use the people we just used. Yeah, I'm gonna go Beal. I'm gonna go Bradley Beal. I'm gonna go Zach Levine. Levine. Wow, thanks. Uh, sorry, I didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take Brandon Ingram. Uh, yeah, so, someone just took that. Someone <laughs> took him last time. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take someone there. Uh, how about has Anthony Davis done one yet? See yes. Yeah. Uh, feel free, boy, tomorrow. Think you might get it? No, no? not a chance. Luca? Has he had one yet? Luca hasn't had one yet. No. No. He's gotten close. Very close. Luca's Luca's too obvious. Luca's too obvious. Can't do Devin Booker. He's already had one. Booker's already had one. Um, Aaron Baines, I think, is his only other choice. (laughs) Right? Surprise, he hasn't done it yet. Aaron Baines is hurt. (laughs) He can still drop 50. Right. From the bench. How about McCollum? CJ McCollum. I like it. That's a good pick. To be fair, I think Mello might have a better shot than CJ because right now he's just been right, his, his midseason lull is lasting a there little bit more. I got Beal, Sam's got CJ McCollum, Mason's got Zach Levine. We'll see what happens. Tonight is the first night back of games from All Star Break. And speaking of All Star Break, Let's go! we had an All Star Break. I love the new All Star awesome. Game. So, big fan, big fan. For those who don't know, we'll talk because that's kind of the highlight. They used. Each quarter was a separate game. Winner won $100,000 for charity, and then they would continually add up the points for each quarter to a total. So I think when it was all said and done, for the, for the first three quarters, Giannis, Team Giannis had a nine-point lead. Yes. And then they added 24 on for Kobe, but the the idea of that is the Elam ending, a University of Dayton graduate and Harvard student, came up with this ending to try to have basketball not just be – bullshit fouls at the end of the game and free throws to be, you know, end on a shot. So they used it in something called the basketball tournament, which is a tournament of all alumni teams, which, fun fact, semifinals and finals are being held at UD Arena this year. There so it ran, also, so, also, there's a uh, UD team, they call themselves the Red Scare, yeah. and Kyle Davis and Scooby Smith are both going to be on it. Yep. We need, we need to get Cook and Cybert back. That's right. what we need. Um, so that, that ending, so in the basketball tournament, the, uh, it was eight more points, but they wanted to do 24 for Kobe. So we had a set amount. It was 157, and it was amazing. electric. You had people. I thought someone was going to get teed up on a foul call. There were foul calls. Kyle Lowry's Arguing out here taking, calls in an all-star Kyle game. Kyle Lowry's taking charges in an all-star game. You got people defending. You got Giannis blocking. Giannis took LeBron. a cheap shot on Harden. He did. I saw the replay. He oh, kind of did. Right in the face. It's it was intense, and I know probably every NBA owner is sitting there like frozen, hoping right. his player doesn't get hurt. But as like fans well, and watching this, the season ended injury in the All Star game, right? But as a fan, this was exciting. It felt like a playoff match. I love it. it was so intense. I love it. So it was beautiful. Goddamn this is the best basketball I've watched in a long time. Now, um, the and first... There, there was a point where, like, no one was scoring because it was just defense, defense, defense. It was, you know, obviously the first half, first couple quarters were all open threes, lob, and as soon as that... As soon as Kyle Lowry took that, like, first... Tr- tried to take that first charge, everyone like, oh, we doing this, son? Like, oh, like, uh, we, we about to throw it down? We doing this. We're doing it. And it was... I absolutely love the format, and I, they said it's mo- more than likely going to be used next year as well. I love it. I think it actually gave... 
us uh, obviously we watch all second watch the dunks and all yeah but it gave you like it was interesting it was fun to watch it was exciting like, you didn't know what was gonna happen this is my favorite all-star game of all time my only gripe can't end on the free throw that is what they're working to do. They're working to possibly make another change next year, which they have a couple options. A free throw might or, negate. You know, maybe this should, obviously it's a little more risks the players the injury, especially if you know it's coming. Like we end our two K games, got to end on a new. Got to end on an alley oop. Obviously, when you know it's coming, you know you're just going to put Giannis right in the middle of the, <laughs> the the paint. But you know. Or end on a deep three or something like that. But yeah, I just think ending on a free throw. Well, although Anthony Davis, the basket that is my free throw. He did miss the first one, which was like, oh, he missed. Reggie Miller was like, are you kidding me? He comes out and after the game, and Anthony Harden, Davis is like, I meant to miss it. I wanted to put the pressure on, you know, make everyone uh-huh. just yeah. like, Harden, all right, yeah. Harden missed back to back free throws in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, but you know, Harden was at a strip club at four a.m. the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good one too. Is in Chicago, right? Um, Either way. Going back over, so I quarter one great. went to, to LeBron, quarter two went to Giannis, quarter three was a tie. So that money be, rolled over to the fourth Skins quarter. rules, baby. Skins rules. They put him into the fourth quarter, winner takes all. And, which, and Giannis was down, with down the team Giannis had a nine-point lead and kind of kept it until once Giannis hit about that, team Giannis hit that 10 points to 157 mark, there came team LeBron. But you see, that's when like... All of a sudden, you know, Kyle oh, here, all of a sudden, you know, here comes LeBron. Because I don't think I don't think Team LeBron started their full, their starters in the fourth quarter. No. And when that happened, all of a sudden, off the bench comes James Harden and Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and Kawhi like, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. And you're like, it's on now. It's on, baby. And I think that might have actually hurt Team Giannis. They played the same five guys the entire time. They played Giannis, Embiid. Um, Kemba, Lowry, and so, crazy enough, I think I they're the fifth guy on the who was their who was their fifth. No, they didn't use the start. I forget their fifth. Guy I think was. Team Giannis has gotten out coached by Team LeBron two years in a row now. Last year, I think it was the draft. Say, it was the drafting of LeBron over Giannis, well, and I think this well, year well, he got well, better at it. Well, LeBron's team was. On paper, I think better than Giannis's team was both yes. times. But you heard is Gian- Giannis drafted differently. Giannis is like, all right, now I'm actually. I want to take the guys who you know have something to prove and haven't like won a championship, and you know, that's why he drafted like the Kemba's when he had like Westbrook and Lillard there. Like Kemba's a good player, not as good as Westbrook and Lillard. Obviously, Lillard wasn't out at this point, but that's why he drafted the players like Kemba, players like Gobert, like Mitchell over. Some of the other guys. Right. So, so the one thing I think we need to talk about about the All-Star game. How about Chris Paul? Chris Paul was the other one. So fucking good. And you want to trade Chris Paul was the other guy on the list. Keep him, baby. He's going great. He's doing it. Um, before I forget, that fourth quarter, Skins Rules went over. Team LeBron ended up taking uh, or getting $400,000 for their charity. Team Giannis had $100,000 for their charity. But... They went up and pulled together another hundred thousand dollars to donate to their charity again, bringing it up to two hundred thousand. The answer, yeah. I love having the kids there. Oh my god! Because it, it's kind of like their kids are right like, there. Did you gonna a, take that money out of their mouths? Right, it's, really? it's a student section. That's what I've been saying. If you were like an NBA team, and obviously you don't want to lose the revenue on the tickets behind the basket, you throw like a a rowdy student section in, in an NBA arena. Gets real. Fun. It'd be fun. Real quick. It'd be fun. Yeah, it was almost like a student section in college basketball. I thought it was. I thought it was great. Also, 
also just love the idea of those kids sitting there just like, come on, Giannis, if you win this, I get to go to college. <laughs> we can get Aww. a new science center. All-Star game, big fan. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Uh, uh, rest NBA, of the weekend, though. N- N- NBA All-Star Skills Challenge. Big fan, $57. What a Bam 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 Adebayo won. Team USA ran away with the... Missed that one. Did, with the uh, Brighton Stars. Stars. Only thing worth it was like the last four minutes of the game was really like Zion dunk. Like literally like everyone clear the court. Like Zion trying dunks and John Morant trying dunks. And you have all these like young players trying just fancy dunks. Yeah. And whatnot. Uh, Buddy Heald won the three-point contest on a buzzer meter three to beat... Barely beat Devin Booker. Deep beat Book. Devin Booker. Who's like only average at best. Yeah, really not very good. And then... Uh, Dunk contest, little controversy. A little bit of controversy. His, his Dwayne Wade might have favored his Miami Heat there guy. There's 87 50s in all star uh, in dunk contest history. There were 10 that night. 10. There were what? Well, first of all, first of all, the one I have a big point of contention with is the 50 that they gave Dwight Howard. That's a dunk that people do in game. They gave Dwight Howard a dunk for that that just like straight up. Like, yeah, just. Uh, that, it, it was basically, jumping from the dotted line, which I understand is further out than a normal. It was dunk, basically but, just a really good putback. Yeah. yeah, like it's something you see in game. But he had a cape on, guys. Let's not forget about the I cape mean, he was wearing. For me, in like the dunk contest, like you really got like wow to get a fifty. Like first dunk up there. If I were it's caught, if I were a judge, I'd probably give like a forty. Right. It's like you got, you can't set the bar at forty seven. It's because then by the finals, it's all fifties. It's for ten year olds. Yeah. It was. It, they gotta figure something out. The the judging needs to be by dunk, dunk, dunkers. People who dunk the Vince, ball. Vince Carter. I mean, you probably heard again. Vince Jordan. Carter, Dominic Dominic Wilkins, Dominique Wilkins, Doctor J, Michael Jordan. They if they'll, that, if they'll they pay him, they did that one time. Where they just had like all like NBA former big dunkers. Well, keep doing it because I like it when they judge because they know what they're looking at. And versus, I'm not saying that I don't know what I'm looking versus, at, but like, I know like what what what, I saw what, was what is 50. common bringing to this judging right. panel? So can, can diversity? No. So so do you, do you know who actually I think was? I mean, maybe should have won, but I think probably should have gotten to the finals. Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. A. Coming out dressed like the white guys can't uh, can't jump guy. Yeah, fucking. If, Lean into it. It was pretty awesome. If theatrics is what you're into, give 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 it to that guy. B those dunks he did, like when he hit it back against. Oh my god, it was pretty cool. Uh, here's the thing: they didn't give a lot of points for that. Larry Nance did a similar dunk uh, a year ago, two years ago. I can't remember, right. but he didn't get a lot of points for that because they had to look at the replay and they're like, oh yeah, that is pretty cool. But the initial wow factor of those. They get kind of lackluster, which sucks because it's still really impressive. Um, I, it was always destined to be Aaron Gordon and, and Dennis Smith Jr. Me or Den, uh, Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. Um, I do think Derek Jones Jr. probably did better than Aaron Gordon. I won't talk about him getting robbed, but I, he definitely got robbed in my mind because because um, Derek Jones Jr. did a dunk twice. He did the same dunk twice huh. at two different times, which. Still a great dunk, no no doubt about it, but doing it the same one twice, I think should devalue from getting another 50. Right. Yeah. Um, the over Taco Fall thing, he didn't really go over Taco Fall. Well, okay, so yes, he did. Yes, he so, did. So, so people, that's what people always like, but he kind of pushed off on him. It's like, but then again, he still did go 
over a guy. Derek Jones Jr. Three. literally pushed off when he when he jumped over somebody. He literally had a hand on him. But Derek Jones, but Aaron Gordon did not. Everybody pushes off. You can see he kind of pushes off. Everyone pushes off. Aaron Gordon jumped no over one his leg, hit over. his his head on the back. That was the part that Aaron Gordon was getting hung up on. Everyone. Pushes Regardless, off. it's like it's like pass interference, man. It's there. Unfortunately, it's there. I don't it's think we're gonna. Call. The the worst thing about. About this whole thing is that I don't think we're going to see Aaron Gordon in another dunk no, contest. He said prior to done. he said prior to even starting this dunk contest that this would be his last one. And you don't think him getting gypped out of another one he's going to do again? No. no. He'll do the three point contest and that'll be great, Aaron. We're so happy for Except you. Except for he's a shitty three point shooter. Three point contest. He said he would. That's well, he's not. never going to be invited. He's not a good three point shooter. Speaking of which, Zach Levine did better than I expected. Yeah. Like not great, but like didn't embarrass himself. Always. He and I like the new. Product of a hot I like, especially with the Mountain Dew Leagues going, the new Mountain Dew Ball. I mm-hmm. think that's great. I didn't see the three-point contest. What did the Mountain Dew Ball? Mean? It's like six it, feet it, out it, from it, the three-point line. Yeah, it's, oh, is it's it a thirty-foot shot and it's worth three points. There's yeah. two of them. Okay. I saw that they were there. And I'm like, that's a great three ball. Both. And, cool. and you, you get an extra ten seconds. It's the same number of balls except for the two okay. balls. You get an extra ten gotcha. seconds. So anything? Anyone got anything else on All Star Break trades? The league, the association as a whole. Obviously, uh, we're uh, we're in the final final stretch. Every team has got about twenty eight ish games left in the season, so it's going to be interesting. Those teams who might be looking to playoff push, you know, I don't think we're going to see as much of like the twenty eight games left. We're going to tank just because now the variability of that, um, you know, that the percentages of you that first round pick are different. The only thing I did see is that. I was listening to the Ringers podcast, and like the only reason way I would see people tank if they have to tank to try to keep a protected pick. Yeah, which makes sense. But you know, obviously, tanking for one doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, Knicks fell to three, and the Grizzlies and Pelicans moved up like six spots in their drafts position. So I don't, I don't foresee tanking. Um, I think not that with some of these teams you can really tell because they're that bad anyway. But yeah, looking at the uh, Cavs and. The Knicks, the Warriors, it doesn't matter to them. They're getting a good player to put on a good roster next year. That's why if they get if they get if the Warriors get up there and they draft James Wiseman, I think that's the good fit for the Warriors. But we will talk about all that closer to uh, oh closer sorry. to draft day. Going back one more time, another reason why Aaron Gordon got robbed. He scored 297 out of 300, and he still lost. Of the total dunks, he got 297 out of 300. Ridiculous. Well, 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 that right there is just about how bad the scoring is. Yes. Yep. Um, Shall we go to... Uh, worth mentioning? Worth mentioning? Uh, Damian Lowe got his first triple-double a couple weeks ago. Yeah, crazy, right? Kind of funny how, like, it happens with the guards, you know, but they're in the league for so long, and then they, like, you know, eight years in, they got their first triple-double. Oh, uh, I've got fun worth mentioning. Earlier in the season, I called out, hoped that it happened, and those, sons of bi- those crazy sons of bitches did it. Sacktown played Cream City and they wore the jerseys. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Sacktown versus Cream City. <laughs> Fucking love it. It was electric. That do you know the guy who was just like, yeah, we're gonna do it. Like legend. <laughs> he's, he's gonna be telling his grandkids. I, whoever on each of those teams decided what jerseys they wear each night had to talk to each other. Like, oh. yo, hey, we're wearing this one. You wear the you wear those ones. Uh, Giannis has 10, 30, 15, and 5 games this season. 30 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists. The rest of the league combined has 9. It's okay. It's pretty good. Um, I mean, he's, he's average. 
took him long enough. The NBA has agreed to a multi-year partnership deal with Hennessy. Nice. And Louis Vuitton. Okay. Jared Smith making his mark. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Nuggets have played the Suns four times this year. In those four games, Jamal Murray is averaging 28.3 points per game on 68.8 true shooting. In, uh, this is an old stat, so, but in the 39 games versus everyone else, he's averaging 17.4 points per game on 53.7 uh, true shooting. He's just lighting up the Suns. You might, you might want to play some defense there, Sam. Right. A little just, bit. Just a little bit. Who, who do you suggest plays the defense? Rubio? Booker? No, obviously your best defensive player in Devin Booker. Right. <laughs> Psych. Actually, your best option might be Mikel Bridges, just because just how lengthy he is. Right. Who do you guys think is the most effective post-up player uh, this season? This season. Post-up. See, that's you know you think Giannis has a high percentage of shots, but he's not really a post-up player. Um, don't think too hard. Don't think too hard. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Davis. Not the top five. Anthony Davis, not in the top five. Vucevic? Vucevic, not in the top five. Is it Zion? No. Embiid? Embiid, number three at 1.114 per attempt. LeBron? Number one at 1.24 per attempt. James. Carl Anthony Towns at number two. Joel Embiid, three. Harrison Barnes, number four. God, I haven't heard like a single thing about him since the offseason when he got overpaid. And LaMarcus Aldridge at five. Oh, good old, good old steady Lamarcus. Lamarcus. <laughs> good old steady Lamarcus Aldridge. Not flashy, but the guy puts up numbers. He's booking. Right. So, so here, here, here's a rant. I already texted you guys. No one responded to it. So now I'm going to say it to the podcast. Oh guys, this is a big Suns rant, which I saw like 20 texts from you about Jesus that eight. I read like half the first one and ignored the rest. DeAndre Ayton went from the 38th percentile on interior defense, which is defined by field goal percentage uh, of opponents you defend near the basket, to the 99th percentile. He has gone up in points per game from 16.3 to 18.7, rebounds per game at 10.3 to 12, and assists per game at 1.8 to 2.2, blocks per game at 0.9 to 1.6. Um, his eye test is off the chart. He absolutely has become a center of the offense. Um, you guys, I know you guys don't watch Suns games, so you're going to take my word on this one. But he, he We're going to have to take the word a lot on a very biased Suns fan that he's like, player's good. This second-year player has made improvements in his game. Yeah. Shit, it's like that's what's supposed to happen. What? He's made big improvements, though, and he's getting forgotten because he was in the same draft cast as Luka and Trey. He's not that. But uh, uh, his uh, box plus minus is 1.2, and his defensive block point minus is uh, 1.9. Both were 0.2 last year, so he's up on that. And, um, yeah, he... Basically, DeAndre Ayton, I think, is sort of morphing into a Rudy Gobert type. I'm not going to go as far as say he's good as Rudy Gobert, but I think he is. I think offensively, offensively, I think he can be better than Gobert. Right. Offensively, I don't think he will be, but offensively, he's, he's got more of a mid-range percentile on like five games. <laughs> really? The first game of the season, he came out looking like an all-defensive player, and then got suspended. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get where you're coming from, but the the, the sample size is a little small. Yeah. You know, if, and and now that we're getting into more of the garbage time of the season, too, then it's like, uh, mm. I don't know. Well, I, I'll be interested to see when he gets uh, a full, another offseason behind him and a 
hopefully a, a full season next year. I, I see where you're coming from, Sam. But yeah. um, So, a lot of people were kind of – some people, I shouldn't say a lot. Some people were worried about the Rockets um, losing their Clint Capella. They're going, right, you know, so, a small so ball. Sam's – yeah, we're, 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 this is where we plug our team, right? Rockets. All right, let me think of something about Milwaukee here in a little bit. <laughs> I don't think anybody's worried about yeah. Milwaukee. We're fucking better than you. <laughs> Possibly. We'll see. All right, good. Rockets. Um, anywho, losing Clint Capella, everyone's like, well, shit, they're going to be so much worse on rebounding. No, they're not going to be so much worse. They're going to be okay. Well, I mean, he was out for so long. It's not like they had in the last... Couple weeks before they traded him anyway. So when Capella was on the court, I'm only considering games where he played on the court. His offensive rebounding, the Houston Rockets' offensive rebounding percentage was 28.3, off 25.1. Their defensive rebounding percentage 73.4 on 70.8 off. So yes, a decline. Percent rebound on 50.6 off 47.9. So they are. Getting slightly worse at rebounding, but not but you a, have been not a substantial level. Not a substantial level, but it has been proven that you don't have to be a great rebounding team to be a championship contender. Right. No, and again, my, my issue with the Rockets is the same thing it's been the past couple of years, and I, they shrink the hell out of that lineup in the finals and, and in the playoffs, and James Harden just becomes overly exhausted. And maybe having a more, more assertive player like Westbrook there to try to take some of the load off works, but I think the depth and just how much hard it has to do Space. in the playoffs hurts them. has hurt them every year. Right. So the getting rid of Capella, there's nothing for hard, but it makes Westbrook so a better player because Westbrook, Westbrook has to get to the rim, right? Yeah. Like, and so when you have Capella there, Capella's defenders waiting for Westbrook at the rim. And so now you can run five out Especially spacing. because Capella can't shoot threes. He can't right. space the floor. So now you can run five out spacing and let Westbrook drive the rim. Yes, yeah. he he's got. If you look at Westbrook since they've traded him, Westbrook is putting up Westbrook numbers again. He's putting up efficient numbers, good. efficient numbers. He's he's scoring and he's averaging over thirty points a game since the trade. Yeah, doing well. Right, but I would say they're gonna be okay. It's gonna be a uh, an adjusting period when they figure out. When they go up against Nikola Jokic type players, Rudy Gobert. Even <laughs> so, even yeah. with Rudy Gobert, you can still go at him and attack. He's a good defender, but he's not going to be able to stop Russ 100% of the time. Because that's what they ended up doing. They put Russell Westbrook, Rudy Gobert on Russell Westbrook well, for the drive. And yeah, he, he had a couple shots blocked. Yeah, he had a couple steals. Russell still able to score on him. Well, but also, Rudy Gobert isn't even going to be in the paint. Because Rudy Gobert is going to have to guard P.J. Tucker. Or no, he's, he, they, put, they put Rudy Gobert on Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Can you believe that? Because he can't shoot threes. Makes sense. I mean, really, really, when when Russ drives, he's doing one of two things. He's either driving all the way, or he's going to pull up right at that elbow and shoot that mid-range jumper, which he's, he, he's, he's, which he's so hit or miss He's so he's so hit or miss on it. It's the Rockets. They're telling him, dude, stop. Right, I'm shooting that shot because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Anybody got any other worth mentioning? I think that's all I got. So I want, I would mention I won $57 won. You already uh, mentioned it. Bam Adebayo won the skill challenge. Just likes to bring that up. Yep. Um, LeBron James. Uh, Kent State gave free four-year tuition to LeBron's inaugural I Promise class. That's cool. Um, I think I'm good. I'm, good. I'm tapped out on worth mentioning as well. 
Right. Oh, uh, congratulations to Giannis and his newborn son, Liam. It's true. Ooh, Liam, Liam Charles Antetokounmpo. Can't, can't so, wait for him to try to learn to spell that in the first grade. <laughs> on page. Thank God my parents na- uh, named me Sam Hyde. That's seven letters. Couldn't handle any more. <laughs> all right, that's everything. Um, this has been just tip off. Thank you all for listening. Oh, oh go ahead. Fuck it. Go well, ahead. All right, go we'll, we'll go do ahead. it. You've we'll, already interrupted we'll it. We'll extend it just for you, Mason. And we're not going to cut this part. The rest suck. Well, yeah, we, all, we know that. No, that's not just it. Um, they basically took a game away from the Portland Trailblazers by missing a blown uh, goaltending yep, ball. Yeah, about that. And Rudy Gobert even after was like, that was a goaltending. And everybody and their mother knew that that was a goaltend call. I was watching in a bar, and I was, I was like, that's a goaltend. I was hammered, and I knew it. Yeah. Like, I was cool. But somehow the sober referees I saw, at the I, game, I saw we sl- don't know they were sober. I saw in slow motion the, on ESPN the next morning, and assumed, I knew it was. <laughs> he assumed <Goaltending>. sober. <laughs> referees. If they weren't sober, it makes a little bit more sense, to, right. to be honest, because no, that was it just crazy. Because I was hammered and I still got it right. <laughs> so be better, guys. Right. Be better, referees. Anyway, after the fact, Dame Lillard was irate. pretty irate about it. He got fined, didn't he? He did right. not. Thank he God. did not I'll get fined. Like, just be like, yeah, you, you're right. He in his interview afterwards, he's like, you know, I don't want to see that two minute report come out says that they were wrong, and you know, that's just it. Like, I don't want to see that shit. And what do you know? Comes out, NBA official report, two minutes, they were wrong. And he says, I don't want to hear this punk ass shit. And everyone's like, dude, you're going to get fined. And he's like, you know what he should have He should have written a song about how bad the ref sucked and dropped it at the All-Star game when he was up on stage. <laughs> People are like, <laughs> he's like, dude, you're going to get fined so much. And his he's like, his, his, what, 40 million a year? He says, a shit. plenty money. Plenty money. He's going to be okay. Right? That was my last one. Alright. I think it's All right. finally the end of Justice Tip Off. Well, thank you for listening to Justice Tip Off. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace!